Okay, good morning, and uh, thank you. Today's going to be, today's Thursday, it's a Wednesday sheer, so my flight was canceled, so unfortunately I couldn't uh, get here yesterday, unfortunately for you. I had a little extra time in Eric Estrell, but uh, I prepared the shear, assuming it was going to be a Wednesday. So hopefully some of the Avira Darits comes across because I prepared this on uh, Sunday in Eric Estrell. So we'll go through the uh, short version. And I want to thank the Sosemskis for uh, sponsoring every week. And we have other sponsors today as well. The uh, Rochelle and Phil Goldschmidt for Yisrael Moshe Ben Yitzchak, Martin Goldschmidt. We remember him fondly, as well as Sharon Abraham Weishaus, commemorating the Yerzai of Abraham's mother, Chesi Basavram Shim Shon, Claire Weishaus. Thank you very much. What we cover in this year is uh, Tzvila and the Parsha. In every, I could tell you, because it always works out, that in every Parsha in the Torah, we're able to find some insights into a Tzvila. So hopefully it makes Kriyas Torah more meaningful and it makes our Tzvila more meaningful. Maybe we'll hit a Parsha where I have to skip, but so far, I've been successful, and this is our uh, second year round. The first source we're going to skip over today, we'll come back to it. It's actually something we referred to last week, and it does fit into what we're discussing, so we'll see how much time we have. But here's the Pasuk uh, with Yaakov Avinu. And the Gemara tells us that the language, here we are in Gemara Mbrachas, Chafavav and Beis, Yaakov Tikem Tfilas Arvis. So we know Avraham, Shachris, Yitzchak, Mincha, Mariv, Avraham Avinu from this parsha. The Lashon of Ayifka, it's a confrontation. You know, when we meet the Rebona Shalom, it's not always so smooth. There's sometimes a confrontation. It, uh, confrontation could be a good thing. We, we, we fight it out. Yaakov at this point is uh, very much... Uh, he has an inner tension. What's he supposed to do? His father didn't leave Eretz Yisrael. He's supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael. He's single, still looking for a shidduch at this point, and his father ships him out to uh, Haran, his mother as well. <clears throat> as well. Now, in the Gemara, the Gemara makes a very uh, interesting declaration, which we all know. The Gemara says that there's a difference between uh, Mariv, Shachris, and Mincha. Mariv is an option. Now, we don't tell that to anybody because it's become established, at least for men, as a chiyuv. But the Rishonim never really uh, totally came to terms with this idea. Because at the bottom line is, if we want to say that, and we have Sukkim to establish that Avraham was Kovea, which tefillah? Shachris. Yitzchak, Mincha. So why should this Marit be any less so? And there is the Machlokas in the Gemara, which is very famous. Right? Do we follow, does Tfilah follow after the Avos or does it follow after the Karbanos? If it follows after the Karbanos, so then anything that happened that night, there was, Karbanos had never brought it the evening, but they did burn the remnants from the day. But if the remnants of the day from all the Karbanos were not burnt, it's not Ma'akev, which means the Karbanos still were considered to be effective. That's the fancy, uh, you know, history behind this Machlokas. If you ask any kid in school, they're probably going to just say, why do we dive a We dive a because of Yaakov Avinu. But if you go to the Rambam, <clears throat> in Hilchus Tfil and Siyas Kapayim, the Rambam says, v'chein tiknu shiye minyan ha-tfilos karbanos. And that's why the Rambam goes on, doing this quickly, so we cover as much as possible. That's why we go on to say, v'chein eskinu shiye adam espala tfila achas balayla, but we still do one tefillah at night. But the Rambam himself says over here, 
if you go down a couple of lines, So the bottom line is, if you would close the Rambam and you close uh, the Shia right now, so okay, you have to look at uh, an event that happened later on where the Chachamim said that Marav is a Chova. We don't like to tell people, don't come to Marav. And the bottom line is, we don't really treat it like a Rishus, because if you miss Marav, you have to do a Tashlumim during Shachrus. As the Arsamach points out on the next page, I'm going to do this very quickly, we don't really treat uh, Mincha like a Karban, because you know there's a Halacha with a Karban. The Halacha with a Karban is Ovayam, right? Once the day has passed, you can't make up the Karban. The Karban Tamid, if they missed it one day, you can't do it the next day. So the Arsamach says, the great Meshachachma, and uh, Rav Simcha Meir Devinsk says to the Rambam, it's a commentary on the Rambam, we're not really treating this clearly like uh, Karbanos, because if you were treating like Karbanos, there would never be Tashlumim. If you miss Mincha, you know, assuming it wasn't uh, belligerent, but you slept through it, or you forgot, you got caught up in the stock market. We're not going to call that a B'mezid, okay? You had a good excuse. So then you make up Mincha with Marev. If it really followed after a Karban, you wouldn't. So the Avos never totally disappear. See, this is the tension that exists with this, uh, we give a two-hour share on this, but we're going to do it in a couple of minutes to make it as meaningful as possible. In fact, Tosfos says over here, in Yoma, why it's in Yoma is a good question, but not for now, he says at the end of the day, you, when we say it's a Rishus, it's not really a Rishus. So Rishus means that it's up to you. You're in the mood, you do it. You're not in the mood, you don't do it. And he says very briefly, even before the Chachamim established that you have to daven marv, at least men. Women never had the chiv, even though there are women that daven marv, it's very nice. Basically gives another reason as well, there has to be something very compelling. So it's not purely optional, that we have a mitzvah that's purely optional. Marv was never established as purely optional. In fact, look at the Rambam, not such a well-known Rambam, on the top of the uh, second page, here's the Rambam Hilchus Malachim, Perik Tes Halacha Aleph, and it's talking about how the Avos had a huge influence on our halachic system. We know that technically, it's more than just technically, you know, when, when we have a bris milah, why do you have a bris milah? Not really because Avram Avino had a bris milah, because at, at Matan Torah we were commanded to have it, but it doesn't mean that the whole story of Avram and Yitzchak, you know, we just throw it away. It has at least what we call, I like to say in American law, in, even in, uh, in, in all law, there's something known as precedent. But you also could have, even if it's not a legal precedent, persuasive influence, which is very important. So that's basically the, the way the Ramban explains everything that's going on in Sefer Beratius. Obviously, what, what Avram does has huge influence on our lives, even if we're not technically um, he, following Avram. It's before Matan Torah. So the Rambam says over here, so, you know, when we give tzedakah, you'll see, as the Ibn Ezra points out, every one of the Avos at a certain point gave tzedakah. It's actually clearer there than maybe in the Torah, except you have to, from the Pasuk of Aser to Aser. But we have examples, part of being a Jew. The Ibn Ezra says right in this week's parsha on this Pasuk, part of the purpose of the Beisan Migdash what Yaakov saw in the future is this was going to be a place not just of tefillah, this was going to be a place of tzedakah. So it's not technically the reason why we do it, but it obviously has a strong influence. And the Rambam, who told us on the previous page 
that we follow the karbanos when it comes to tefillah. That's why we daven, and that's why Marev is not the same as Shachris and Mincha. The Yaakov hosts of Kiranasha, okay, that's separate for the restaurants. The Hispalo Arvis, and he David Marev. So the Rabbah tells us it's pretty important that Yaakov David Marev as well. So I actually came across for the first time in my life, I saw an article by Rav Tabori from Eretz Yisrael, and he brings a, a Torah Tamima. I don't use the Torah Tamima as much as I should. You know, people think the Torah is tremendous safer. The Torah Tamima gives you the Gemaras on on uh, the Psukim. So it's a great sheet safer, you know, for a rabbi. You, you want to know where the Gemara is. I saw the Gemara in uh, Nadarim Lam and Gimel, but I actually saw it in the Torah Tamima. But okay, but you know, the Torah Tamima also has footnotes. And those footnotes are incredible, right? So this is a footnote in the Torah Tamima that I never would have seen, but I was, saw an article by Rav Tabori. I don't know if Rav Tab- I don't want to say he passed away, but there was a Rav Tabori that passed away this year. But the last year, anyway, the Torah Tamima says something incredible. Let's go back to the actual story. And what I want to suggest, it actually ties into something I spoke about last night at uh, Mincha Marev, about Yaakov Avinu. You see, let me give the background. Yaakov Avinu, what we learned from him, a lot of things we learned from Yaakov Avinu, is he was a man of tremendous effort. He put in extra effort. You know, we could, we, a lot of us could, could uh, we have... We could accomplish more than we think we could accomplish. You put in a little extra effort, you have the right passion. That's Yaakov Avinu. We see the way, that's what I have in the last two sources, the Ram Hilchas and the Shulchan Aruch. When it tells a person that they're supposed to work very hard, you know, especially if they're employed by somebody else, but it's generally good to work as hard as possible, Yaakov becomes the model. Because Yaakov had a father-in-law, a uh, tough guy, and he kept changing the wages on him. And in this week's parsha, Yaakov gives a speech Hey, bottom line is I was taking a check from you. As long as I was taking a check from you, I have to put in all my effort. And he paid him even overtime for the effort. We, he never said he stole his wages. He just took advantage of him. This is before the unions. And uh, Yaakov worked b'chol kochi, whether it was l'fnei or sadin or not. So with that in mind, I came across this incredible Torah Tamima. The Torah Tamima says, what's going on with... Um, it's beautiful. Let me read it inside. I still have a minute, don't I? Fine. The bottom line is you can look at the Rambam, you can look at Tosfos. We're really unsettled after the times of the Rishonim. Why is Marev different? Because we can't, we're not going to throw out, as I say on the first side, Yaakov Avinu. So if you're not going to throw out Yaakov Avinu, so why is it a Rishus? If Avraham established uh, Shachris, Yitzchak establishes Mincha, we know about the Karbanos, but we, we clearly, I showed you, we're not ignoring the Avos, so then at the end of the day, why do you say it's a Rishus? So he says something here, it, to me it's a tremendous Chiddush. Let's say, you know, you're coming from the road, you have jet lag, right? Um, right? And even you can get away with davening for two days. That's not talking about you sat in business class over there. But, you know, you're on a tough road and it was a really rough trip. You're not supposed to daven because if you're not able to have proper kavana, then you shouldn't daven, right? So, wow, what a bonus, two days without davening. But do you want to really go two days without davening? So Yaakov Avinu, he had a pretty rough time, right? He didn't sleep, you know, for 14 years. And he basically, you know, uh, falls asleep finally on a rock, beautiful accommodations. 
And then he wakes up and he says, oh my God, I could have actually accomplished more. I'm in a makam amigdash, and now I'm going to daven. So what do we say? He was technically putter from davening. But he went and he extended himself and he goes ahead and davens. So actually the fact that it's a rishus and we do it anyway is modeling after Yaakov Avinu and it's a way of showing that we put in special effort. What a tremendous idea. Umasha hispalo haisa tefila rishus. And therefore forever, since tefilos do follow the avos, Myra forever is a rishus, but we do it anyway, which is a sign that we could have kavana and we could push ourselves even when we think that we're wiped out to be able to uh, have the tremendous gift of confronting the Rebbeinu Shalom.